0: Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 236 for May 20th, 2020. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, who just put out his first video, go watch it, Stu oh, cool. Morrison. The Godfather Jimmy Daresta <coughs> Scott Turner Greg Mead Chad Grossclaws Shane Bronson Jeff Shaw Infinite Craftsman LiquidRC.com Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman The Boys Over at Maybe I've Said Too Much Creator Nader Wesley Treat Rob Ray Darren Mattis Kling Spore Isotunes Tim Holliner Levi Hogue, Keith Decent and Gangui and Pop Up Makerspace.
1: That just tickles me
0: every time. Every I mean it it's like a it's an auditory tickle. Yeah.
2: Right? What's what that? That's, it is. that's the correct SMR, thing. Yeah. Right? Is it does it have like something like
0: that? Does it make, give you a brain tingle? No. That what, it's more that of a tummy flutter. I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um let's do this. Tell me what you're working on. Tim Swain. take your time. Uh, I have a list. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a couple You knew, uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've just been very busy and and things are starting to come together. You know, which is nice. So a couple things. First off, in the labs, uh, Vectrix YouTube channel, I do an in the lab series every other month, and I make a project that then gets shared for free. I was talking about it a while ago because I, I made it, but it's finally out. It was these little mini guitars that I had made with like the. It's so like a half a guitar. So that project is out. You have to go to Vectric's YouTube channel and you can watch the video and, and see how I made it. And if you're a Vectric user, you can download the files and make one. So I got that. Um, did I talk about in the show my guitar strap
1: endeavor? I don't remember if that was the pre-show or not. Um, you, I don't know if it was in the show, but I do remember you talking about it. But why don't you talk about yeah, it again? Yeah, go because ahead. Because we so enjoy your talking. So,
2: <laughs> okay. I actually do. Here, here's the podcast. Do do? Um well Well, I... I I'm getting uh, guitar straps made. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while because I wanted to have them with non-leather ends and and do either like recycled fabric, like seat belts or something. But there are people that already do that. And then I came up with the idea because what I was finding to use reclaimed material wasn't really exciting to me or, or necessarily original. And I came up with the idea instead to do something that would benefit a you know like a, a another uh, country and like a what do they call it, like fair trade type of a thing. And so I I found a a place in Thailand that serves uh, women in need. Uh, and teaches them uh, to sew, and so they have this small uh, factory there, basically, you know, small sew shop, I guess you could say. But what's cool about it is that I made the ends for it here on my laser, like the the parts that would normally be leather, I I made them out of uh, synthetic leather, vinyl, um, many of which are some leftover materials from when we did the the synthetic boots at Carolina, so there's going to be, like like some of them with that and then some of them I had to buy some new stuff but so I just love the fact that we live in this day and age where I could like on my you know via email plan out this project cut out parts drop in the mail seven days later they're in Thailand and they're (laughs) being made into guitar straps it's just it's just incredible you know what I mean um I just think that's wicked cool um what else it's very wicked cool yeah yeah um I've been working on my truck and uh uh, some videos going out on that I just posted a video Sunday and then I have another one coming out next Sunday about the the truck like there's a it fell behind a little bit because I wanted to kind of finish up this the sort of one of the bigger projects on the truck of this tailgate I wanted to get it kind of wrapped before I started putting content out So that's it. a
1: two-parter yeah
2: yeah and there's still more to come after the two parts um, because I haven't done the exterior cladding of it you know I'm gonna put some kind of sheet metal on there or something and then of course it's gonna be you know decorating and then there's gonna be some steps. Ooh, Go oh ahead. Ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still have airplane parts? I do. Do you have enough uh, sheet aluminum wrapped around those airplane parts to strip it off of there and clad the underneath the, your your? Uh-
2: no, I don't. But I do have the aluminum that I pulled out of the ceiling of the truck. Um, there was like a, oh. a it was insulated, and then there was this these thin pieces. They have like a texture to them. They're like corrugated almost. Um, not mm. corrugated, but they have like a texture to them. So I'm, I'm planning on using those. I'm going to rivet those onto the steel mm. frame, and then and then you know cock them all in pretty good. And then I'm going to do maybe some hollow, door, hollow door skins with it, and do like a two tone thing. You know, that's kind of the plan. Yeah. And then I want to put some lights in it. And then I want I'm going to have a, a a staircase that's attached to it that I've been talking to Izzy Swan about. He's helping me come up with a design for that which is super exciting. Nice. Because, you know, it's going to be way cooler than anything I could think of, you know.
1: Well, I'm already I can imagine somehow how he just made his toolbox, you know, that, that we push down on the handle and it pops up, and imagine if that was stairs.
2: Well, when he made the – a couple of weeks ago, he made that table that folds up into a shelf. Uh, and when yeah. I saw that, that was when I was like, dude, I was like, can you do something like that for a set of stairs? And I talked to him on the phone for me. And He's like, "Yeah, no problem." He's like, and then I called him like a week later about something else. And he's like, "He's like, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm still working on it. Um, you know, it's gonna be metal, and it's gonna you're gonna need this and this, and it's gonna. He's like, it's gonna like hang and stay attached. He's like, I, I just got to draw it all up, but I know exactly what to do. And so he's got it. It's all up in the brain mind. He just hasn't had a chance <laughs> to write unreal. it down yet. I know it's insane. And you know, I mean, I had some ideas of what to do, but I know my ideas are gonna look like." Legos compared to his like NASA project, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Unreal. Yeah. Can I ask and you it, some qu- wh- quick question? Yeah. Because I've had this issue where you have corrosion from mixing metals. So if aluminum and steel touch, do they corrode? No.
1: No.
2: You know, I, they have, I've they have heard something. People have told me that too. Like I remember when I had my aluminum base. Yeah. If the, the, um, I wire brush it with a steel wire brush, and, I, and a metal yeah. guy was telling me like, "Oh, you now you, you wrecked it." It's gonna get wrecked. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's aluminum. It's, it's five years later. It's fine. I think
1: so because it's fine. Yeah,
2: because yeah, I, I, I there think was so.
1: a when You add water, it might, or when you add some metals like copper and steel, I think. Uh, well, there's like the battery know, the thing.
2: Heater. You know, like the way batteries create like energy and corrosion, and I I think that if you, I I mean, it does, it, the po- the point is moot though because it's gonna be the the, the metal is the steel is painted, so it's ah. not.
0: Yeah. It's not going to actually be contacting. Because there was a battleship that was... Yes. That had steel rivets over aluminum sheet or something like that. And the yeah, whole thing probably, rusted.
1: Yeah, right. Right. but it probably submerged in water. I think I think there's a catalyst that's... The salt water would for sure be. It was the salt water, yeah. Sure salt like water, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it yeah. in essence, did what happens to like your battery
0: when it like bubbles and like gets right on the terminal. It, well, it's electrolysis, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, goes, yeah, That's the word. It goes from one anode yeah. to the cathode or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I mean, that's.
1: You think about like bicycles that are aluminum frame; they've got steel parts on it, right? Yeah. You imagine riding a bike, a mountain bike, down a hill at a thousand miles an hour and busts out from under you? The
2: wheel just comes off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well. There's always something in between. Well, I mean, even like rivets. I, I think there's...
2: Like a, yeah. rivets are a little
0: bit. You know, we pop those in the yeah. steel all the time. Anyways, let us know what happens.
2: Yeah, well... Yeah. Yeah. When, <laughs> when well let like, us know what happens how, how much the ticket bucket. was. Yeah. Yeah. And how
1: much was the ticket when it flew off the back of your truck at 60 miles an hour?
2: Yeah. Um, what is the... Like, you know, like a cartoon where, like, the like the ants come in and just... And they just, like, all of a sudden just see a bone. You know, there's, like, no leg there anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a new seat for the truck today. Uh, my friends over at Mill Supply sent me a, a, um, a seat. The seat that was in there wasn't too ripped or anything, but it was ugly. It was like this ugly blue color for some reason. And it didn't have any. Um, it didn't have any armrests, and it didn't have any lumbar support. And you know, driving around town, whatever. But but uh, if you're gonna drive this thing to Baller. Tennessee, which I do plan on doing, like it'd be nice to have a. A little bit more comfortable of a seat. And so it's just fully adjustable. It's got the support. It's got armrests. And I was able to put my shoulder seatbelt in point now. a five-point
1: racing harness?
2: Yeah. no Ferrari three No, three-point seatbelt. But it's also not leather or vinyl, so you don't stick to it, which is nice. It's like a nice kind of, like, wicking cloth type thing, you know. It's really cool. I'm excited about that. And I put a fan in it today. I got one of those dashboard fans, like you always see in those, those trucks. Because it's like, you know. Is it your, it's your biggest one? My biggest fan. Biggest fan in the truck. Um, I have a guitar video coming out this week, uh, which is exciting. What else? There's something else I wanted to say. saw your know. desk. Oh, yeah. The desk is gone and delivered. That's gone. Um, we had the dumpster at my shop, and that's gone. I put some stuff in there, not a lot, but then it was about trying to get some other stuff out of the barn that other people... I went in, like, halvesies with my landlord, and I'm... I'm supposed to be taking over more of the barn, but there are people that just have junk in there, and we're trying to get all that junk out. Right. So that was fun.
1: Now, when you say Um, halfsies, that was like, what, four bucks, right? For the dumpster? (laughs) (laughs) How much is a dumpster in Connecticut? I'm curious.
2: Oh, it was like, it was, uh, I think, $475. We got a big one, though. Um, Really? 20-footer? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a 20-footer. Um but uh, maybe it's only maybe it's only like fifteen feet. I forget it was by the ton. I have to look it up. But it was um, it's because it, that's the cost of, of throwing the stuff away too. It's not just the dumpster. You know what I mean? So
1: well, I because I work I work at the airport, which is a city owned entity. Since hmm. the city allows X garbage company to, you know, do the trash in the city, we get free dumpsters and stuff. So I'm just curious of what something like that costs. I it's been years since I've I've never had to pay for one. You know, I've, I've right. worked in places that's used them. And when I eat a dumpster, I just tell the office and they'll bring me a big old dumpster and I can use it. But wow, 400 bucks, that's bucks—that's not, not—that's no joke. Yeah, that's,
2: you don't, I mean, you know, usually I'm on the other end of the dumpster. I'm like pulling stuff out. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was interesting for me. I've never, I've never gotten one before. I have, you know, done some bulk throw because, you know, there's in my line of work, I'm saving waste. There's always waste of the waste. And eventually you get to this point where you have to get rid of it, you know? Um, and I've taken truckloads before, like, to the dump where you pay, We drive up on the scale, and then it's, like, it's, you know, 50 bucks or whatever, um, you know, for, like, a 1,000 pounds, you know, but this, this dumpster is, like, supposedly, like, tons and tons, I forget whether it was, like, 20-ton dumpster or whatever, you know? But, um, so, you know, it's, unfortunately, like, you know, I, I was paying, I'm paying for it because I'm trying to, to encourage people to dispose of their garbage, because there's, like, just, there's a lot of garbage on the property that we're tr- trying to clean it up and... Make the place look better and it was a small dent. It was a small dent in the Accumulation wow. there. There's just there's just some stuff there that drives me nuts You know, but what,
1: what kind of what kind of stuff? I mean you're talking like old cars or just like old furniture What, what are you talking about?
2: Uh, well, there's like um, the, Here's the thing that drives me the most nuts about the, the one the one guy that uses the property um, about six years ago, maybe only five years ago he was doing a bank clean-out. He would be one that he would get called to do bank cleanouts every once in a while, and um, he, he, you know, the, basically the bank forecloses on a ho- house. He goes in, throws everything out, keeps what he wants. You know, and
1: okay, got you, got um,
2: you. So there's, there's, the, he found the scaffolding in the backyard, and so he set the scaffolding up to see if it had all the parts, and it did. So it's like a three story scaffolding, and it's been there for five years up against <laughs> up against my barn, like just rusting, and it's not, right. it's not good anymore. It was when he set it up. and yeah, now yeah. it's just been sitting on wrestling for five years. Nobody wants to take it down. Like, I mean, I could get some scrap money for it, but it's like, you know, but it's his. I can't just take it down and throw it away. It's his. And then he did this with his other guy. And so they both think, say it's the other guy's problem. And then nothing gets done. And then there's like when they did, we did the roof on my shop. It was in the winter when they did it. And um, a ladder fell. got covered with snow. Someone plowed it, mangled the ladder. And it's still there. Like, the only reason it's not still in the middle of the driveway where it got plowed up is because I moved it so I could get in, and I threw it up against the side of his barn, and two years later, it's still there. Like, this stuff like that just, like, drives you nuts, you know, when you're trying to, like, and you got a customer coming down, it's like, oh, there's the scaffolding. You know, there's the, there's mm-hmm. the fender, the, the fiberglass fender off the go-kart, the racing go-kart. You know, there's the spare tire from a NASCAR trophy or whatever. Like, you know, just like these weird right, right. garbage things, like, laying around. Right. You
0: know? You're making me look bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. In, you know, and so we're just trying to, like, in, like, hey, here's a dumpster, guys. And, you know, it, it worked. We got rid of a lot of stuff, but it wasn't a
0: big enough dumpster. <laughs> Honestly, I would scrap that uh, scaffolding, chop it up into pieces. Sell it for scrap, and if he asks about it, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, what scaffolding? What, what scaffolding?
0: <laughs> What's scaffolding? Well, scaffolding. That's, that's Tim.
1: We're talking about it's one of the most honest. never heard yeah. of it. Tim feels bad about lying to his son about you know spiders and stuff.
2: Well, I, I'm not, yeah, I don't really want to do someone's property and this and that, but yeah, it's at the point now where that's gonna get like never that ladder. The, the ladder's probably worth four or five dollars. It's aluminum, you know. So, what?
0: what ladder? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you, me, him, everybody's gonna say one ladder. Yeah. Never oh, and then the, the, so then the guys, the guys in the other barn. Um, so it's this whole long story, but there's so there's Do the tell. other there's the other barn that there's a new tenant in, and he's super cool. Um, he's like a property manager, landscaper, and he's just keeping his trucks and trailers there, and it's a place to you know park the bobcat. So when they dropped off the dumpster, um, I had, I literally got a can of white spray paint. I spray painted two arrows and an X in, right in my driveway of where I wanted the dumpster to go, and so mm. I, I pull in the next morning, and the dumpster's about 40 feet past it. <laughs> 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 you know? It's like, come on. It's like so far away from everything that's gonna get thrown out, and so I'm like, you know, like I'm like loading, so I start cleaning up, my, I'm like loading on my truck and driving my truck around, basically driving my truck into the dumpster and unloading it. And, um, and then, but before, I you know, I was about to do that, I brought a couple things in. And then I started talking to the guy and I was telling him I like, showed him like the X, I'm like, Can you see that X? <laughs> it says X Marks on the bottom. And I also painted a piece of wood that said dumpster and left it on the ground there with a yeah. brick on top of it, you know. Yeah. And um and I was like, Yeah, I was like he's like, Oh, just you know, just call him up. They'll don't, don't come move it. And um I was like, Yeah. I was like, I was thinking about it, but you know, it'll probably take him three days. I just want to get this done. And he goes, He gave you he,
1: the bobcat. He goes,
2: Oh, you it. know what? I got a bobcat. He's like you know, he's like, You didn't put anything in yeah. it, right? Like, nope. So when he got the bobcat just dragged it for me. It was like awesome, you know. But, uh, but he was hoping to throw some stuff in the dumpster, too, because his barn has still has stuff in it, too, from the guy that's accumulated all this stuff. One of the things he has in his barn is he has four 55-gallon drums of vegetable oil because I don't know if it was... Uh,
1: biodiesel? So, yeah,
2: that was the plan. Someone was going to turn this vegetable oil into biodiesel to run their their um, dingo or whatever that was diesel-powered, diesel-gas-powered, and, um, and then it just never happened. But now... They've been sitting there for years, and now that the the in the warm weather, well, of course. But in the warm, they're sealed. But in the warm weather, they leak, so they're starting to weep out the bottom. So you, you look at it and you think, like he was like, oh, maybe you could put these in the dumpster or whatever. Um, but if they're weeping from the bottom, that means as soon as you move one of these things, the bottom's just going to bust open. You got fifty-five gallons of vegetable oil all over your place—rancid vegetable oil. So you got to oh. pump yeah. it. You know what I mean? You got to pump it. That's all. And so the landlord—they call
1: a waste oil company. They'll come and get they'll it. They'll
2: come and pump it, and they'll, and they'll make soap out of it or whatever, and make money off it. You know? But um, and it shouldn't—it shouldn't even cost anything because like we used to have those guys come and clean the grease traps at the restaurants, and they would do yeah, it. Yeah, the same free. people
1: that do restaurants and stuff will do that kind of yeah. stuff.
2: But it's like, but who, it's like, who is responsible for removing it? It's like all these, and I, I can tell you who it's not, me. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but, well, you know. I mean, usually before you go lease a property, right, you're going to inspect it, and you're going to see things like that, and you, t- and you negotiate that, and if... If if the landlord says hey I'm not doing it and you still sign the lease that means you got to do it right and well there was just,
2: that's yeah. that's I mean my, my landlord's a really cool guy I, I really like him right. uh, he's just not there he's busy he doesn't think about it and you got to ride him a little bit and so I, I I was telling him I was like just send him like five texts in a row like this oil needs to be gone tomorrow this oil needs to be gone tomorrow and 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 just and then in the fifth text say like I can do it give me the okay and I'll send you the bill and he'll say yes but you got to hound him like he's just. Right, right. He's right, just right. busy and distracted, right. you know. And so he's I mean he's always he always 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 does the right thing. It's just sometimes you gotta twist his arm to get him to actually think about it, you know. Tim.
0: Yeah. Tim. Tim, I got two words for you. Go. What oil? <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it.
2: <laughs> no it's not my it's not my problem. It's not leaking in my barn. I wouldn't have put up with it as long, you know.
1: God, there's something you could what what could you make with rancid old oil then? you
2: can figure that out on your own
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting yeah. um, okay. but but so. all that being said yeah. man are you prolific like you just do 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 you are the from, from like from the grasshopper and the ant you're for sure the ant yeah yeah I mean to a fault yeah. maybe too but uh um, yeah like there's uh, only one winter at a time you know that right yeah yeah okay yeah, well, you working up for like five winters?
2: Yeah, but, you know, a lot of it is... I mean, I, I didn't even get through my list yet.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt I you. No, know, that's okay. No, I mean, you keep going. You, but, you do your list.
2: You know, a, there, a lot of this stuff is... Um, it, you know, I don't... I mean, I've never been diagnosed with ADD, but, like, that's... It's definitely the way I like to work. You know, I like to move from one Phil thing and I can
1: another. vouch for you. That you have
2: <laughs> ADD. It's definitely the way I like to work, though. Like, I, you know, I... It, but it, it's it's not so much about, I like, be, I can't yeah. focus. It's about, I like to put the space in into passive thought on things before I take the next step a lot of times. Sure. But yeah. a lot a lot of the stuff I have going on isn't actually hands-on. Like, there's, you know, like, the, the guitar straps is very minimal hands-on. It was more emails and... Um, it's project management. Yeah, and then, like, so, but one of the other things I'm project managing right now is I'm restocking my guitar kits because I'm, I'm actually, I only have one left right now. I have... Uh, That's so fun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing that, and, um, you know, so I, there's a, a supplier that I, I deal with in China, and I contacted him again, so we're, you know, getting all the parts that way. There's a couple of things I source differently, but the other thing I'm doing is I'm adding bass guitars to it. Like, the very first day I put out the guitar kits for sale, like, the, one of the first comments was, you're going to do bass guitars, too, you know, and 100 comments later, I'm like, well, if 10% of those guys actually buy kits, you know, I'll be, I'll, it'll be okay. Um, and so I wanted to do that to sort of re- revitalize the franchise and add another product. And I'm talking to, you know, Gemini Pickups about making a custom pickup and doing something unique. I want to design a pretty basic bass guitar, like very, you know, traditional bass guitar, but not rip off any of the popular brands. So I have a little bit of designing and thinking. But it's going to be one of those things, again, where I don't actually, you know, I'll make one of them for the video, then just sell the kits. And I'm not making the parts, you know, I'm making templates and, and, and content and, and, and whatnot. So plans. Um, yeah, it, exactly and then the kid has like a physical templates as well as digital stuff, but um so I Sourcing the necks was proving to be interesting I wasn't finding what I was looking for in the neck and then I, I got to talking with my guy in China And he was like well we could just we could just make them for you You know and I was like like okay well how much and the, the price came out to be better than anything I could find of course But I had to do 50 of them, and that's I I only wanted to do like 25 or 30 of them to start. But I was like, ah, that's like you know what? Worst case scenario, if if the kits don't sell, I could always just sell these things individually on eBay along with the other people selling them. You know, Um, so so I'm actually getting custom. I'm excited about it because I'm like I was always kind of bummed me out that I don't make the necks, and I wanted to try and make them myself for the kits, but it's just too time consuming. Um, But I'm actually getting these made. Like I'm not just buying like necks for this. This is these are like. You know, I went through to the your numbers specs. and the specs. He has, this, he showed Are me you a picture. of uh,
1: You're gonna have new perspectives, like logo on it.
2: No, no, I'm keeping the headstock plain because I want people to be able to put their own logos on it and stuff.
1: Um, you should still, you should still makers mark it somewhere.
2: Well, I, I makers mark the templates. Uh, I don't want to put my makers marks on their guitars because they're making the guitar. I'm making the kit, yeah. so that's hmm. that's you know. And I also don't want people selling them saying that it's a new perspective music guitar because it's not. So you know oh oh yeah, yeah so so that's why so the kits are different than what I make like I use different things including these necks not the necks that I make you know so that's one of the ways well, you, but
0: you could but, I'm not saying you have to obviously but you could makers mark that it's a kit I, I, right? well I, I could New perspectives and I, kit and then whatever the finish that, I made they some do bodies.
2: Yeah, I I had made some bodies um, that I sold for people that didn't want to do anything. (laughs) I guess to disassemble it but not cut a body, you know, and um, and I I had a, a special stamp I made for that that said like kit and you know and I numbered them and stuff when I did that but they weren't really selling because that's what people want to make is the body that's the fun part you know I just wanted to have that a couple I think I saw one or two in the store just in case someone wants one and I was trying to do stuff with those where I had other artists I got other artists to give me their original art and I laser engraved them onto the guitars and then when I sold those I gave them I paid them for their art so it was like a joint thing you know to try Mm. so that was my way of making that like something that would be interesting and unique to um but so, yeah, so I'm getting these, the guys, he showed me the picture of the CNC machine that they make them on, and it's, it's basically the same as my CNC machine, but instead of having one spindle, it has eight spindles. So all eight of them, like, so you basically program one, and then, and then it does eight, seven copies of one, right? So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so I just thought that was really cool. Like, I'm, you know, like, sort of outsourcing. I mean, it's outsourcing to, to another country and, and whatnot, um, you know, which I have thoughts of on. You know but at the same time it's like I'm getting something made I couldn't do it any other way like I couldn't make these in this price range any other way you know um, and, and I've been working with this guy for over a year he's pretty cool so and then the other thing <laughs> so I so I got this inside guy now you know he's down there what's the name of the city that they're in film which one the f- manufacturing city in China where everything's made oh the Dongguan. Not yeah.
0: Wuhan, that's not funny.
2: No, I think it was... Yeah. Dongguan, Gangzhou, Fujian, Shenzhen. Shenzhen, that's Shenzhen. That's Shenzhen. that's where yeah. he is. And so then I was like, one of these other things I'm looking for is I want to get white matchbox size versions of my uh, box truck, the step fan that I'm converting, because I want to create uh, little stickers or graphics to make them look like mini versions of my guitar truck um, to just... Yeah. S- to just sell but i can't find anybody that manufactures these what i'm looking for um, you know and so i just like, hey you know anybody that makes toy cars I'm like i'm looking for looking for oh, some yeah, of these of
0: course he does yeah, yeah he's my like, brother-in-law yeah
2: right exactly so he's like yeah i'll get back to you you know so i, I got like this like inside guy now <laughs> he's awesome i love this guy it's, like, the yeah. only thing is i have to do it all at midnight you know <laughs> otherwise it's like an eight hour that week.
0: is i'll wait for my turn but i have a similar experience
2: Uh, Well, I am definitely done now. I think I got everything off my list. Dumpster.
0: um. (laughs) Anyways, uh, leave us one of those Patreon reviews or whatever. Uh, (laughs) I think we're all done here. Bill, what are you working on?
1: I actually, well, you know, I'm still not making, but I did kind of make. So, a tenant moved out of a hangar and he left behind an old drill press. And the new guy moving in wanted it, but it's all rusted and nasty. So I helped this guy get it apart and kind of give him some tips on how to clean it up and get it running. Because the thing, I just by looking at it, I can tell this thing's going to run just fine. Um, but he, you know, he's not going to do much more than go across the street to Home Depot to get some WD-40. So I said, man, vinegar and WD-40 and a palm sander your your friends. Mm. And you can get this thing so pretty, so cleaned up. you know." So I kind of did that.
2: That's cool.
0: Hmm. That was an interesting juxtaposition of things we've been up to. Um, I myself today spent this morning about um, an hour and a half in the shop um, making a teleprompter, so that mm. I can make um, better business-related LinkedIn videos, like that I promo my services on LinkedIn. So basically, it's a um, it's a platform that the camera goes on, and in front of it just a small piece of glass goes in at a 45 degree angle and in front of the glass flat lays my iPhone that has a uh, teleprompter software (laughs) on it except the iPhone is then mirrored and then... So what you see on the glass is the correct orientation of the words you're reading and then the camera... The camera sees through the glass but doesn't see any of the words or anything like that and so you can look right into the camera read your teleprompter and so... It looks natural. Is this a kit,
1: or did you come up with this?
0: Well, I didn't come up with the idea. I saw a couple of YouTube videos, but I had some glass from an old picture frame that we weren't using. Um, but yeah, I just sort of hacked it together this morning. Cost me nothing. That's kind of fun.
2: Yeah, yeah it's I want to cool. see. I want to see it. I wanna see it. Like, one second. Oh, you got it right here? Okay. Do do a bill.
1: Oh, I've, I have I have just a bad influence on you guys. You're both doing it now. You, you ruined so this podcast. So, for people listening, Phil just got <laughs> up and ran away to go get this thing that you're not going to be able to see,
2: yeah. so Tim and I can see it. And it's not in the room, apparently. I think he left. Like, he's in some other part yeah. of his
0: house. Oh, here he is. Look at him. I feel like I'm showing you guys my, my diorama. Yeah. It's fun. I use so, Legos and pipe cleaners. So, this is... So I created some slots here. I can't you can't yep. see that? Well,
2: some I saw when you pulled the, the glass out. Yeah, I,
1: I I can see the slots. Okay. So yeah.
2: the it's slots. all black. Yeah. and this glass right. goes into yeah. forty-five until like a little three-sided box.
0: Right. I take my the phone bottom, out of the case, but it sits yep. right here. Yep. Right, and you could actually already see the reflection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the camera goes right here. I I've got a little uh, quarter twenty bolt that goes right through here. Hold it secure. I made a uh, a quick release that I just glued Look on there. It the bolt goes through it. Look at you, the whole yeah. thing goes right onto the tripod. Bob's your uncle. Wow. Bob isn't my uncle, but well, everything you have else to be makes able sense. To
1: see to actually see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, so I'll put something on Instagram, and then I've got so, some velvet that I put over the whole thing so that it all stays dark.
1: Right. So the whole. And you like the way
0: it feels. <laughs> if I could, I would drape myself in velvet. <laughs> So um, I actually hate that feeling, but that's another story. <laughs> it was a, it was a George Costanza quote. But I know. so um so I anyway so I, I did a um anyway so speaking of business is going uh really well I've got a lot of prospects right now so
2: did you get the second one going, confirmed or still not confirmed? But I
0: have I have three that are up in the up air to, right now. Up to three in, now. in addition to the one I'm already working on. Yeah. Um one of them is a big brand that I think. Well, every Canadian has heard of it. I don't know if Americans have heard of it, but you might. I won't say anything until I have Tim the contract. Tim Hortons? <laughs> if it's Tim Hortons, that's it. I'm retired at 40. But uh, no, it's not Tim Hortons. Um, anyway, so I put that together. Anyways, if everyone wants to do me a favor and you're on LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn and uh, and, and like my videos because it will raise awareness of them and then it will get up there in the uh, – in the views, and then maybe it'll help me find some more uh, some more contracts. Because you always got to build a pipeline of, of business. Yes, maybe I've got a project or two right now, but you know what's in three months? What's in six months? You always have to have a pipeline going in. That's, that's sales and that's business. So, well, that's um, what you were
2: just commenting on about me being the end. That's what you have to do when you're in business. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I I multiple streams of income yet. Yeah. You can't you can't put it all your eggs in that one basket, man. You just got to keep everything going. Sometimes it bubbles up and it gets to be too much, and then sometimes it's not enough. But
0: well, so then I can sort of put things off. But the the thing I was talking about before was when you were talking about being on the phone with China at, at midnight. Um, I was actually on the phone with India at midnight because uh, there's some great programmers and developers there, and uh, and they were and I outsourced some stuff to them on a mandate I'm working on to help me out, like. I can do most of it, almost all of it if it's out of the box or it needs a little bit of customization. But this was a very, very custom report that had to be done and it was like above my head and I was five seconds away from telling the client, hey, listen, I just can't do it. We're gonna have to live with you know what I can do. And somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn and it was somebody from India, it was an, it was an Odoo developer. I work with this ERP platform called Odoo. And I was like, you know what? Send me your rate sheet, what do you charge? And they're like they're like twelve bucks an hour, but you got to buy ten hours or fifteen hours or whatever it was. I was like, okay. So for two hundred dollars, I solved this huge technical challenge. Yes, I had to be on the phone till two o'clock in the morning the other night, but who cares? Like, yeah, it works out for everybody. There, this is their second or third job. They're practicing coding or whatever. Um, and I just got it delivered this morning. It's great, and and everybody's happy. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. really, really good. So, try for to, me, I,
2: I try to stay open minded about that because it's, it's real easy to be like, ah, I'll just keep it in America. And, I, and I'm obviously a supporter of everything being, you know, keeping America healthy. But at the same time, it's like we are a,
0: a global economy, whether we like it or not. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, they, they import all kinds of cultural icons, you know, like uh, we're still an aspirational nation for a lot of developing countries. And uh, they buy our stuff. We buy their stuff. I mean, it's all kinds of uh, reciprocity, and that's that's what's necessary, yeah. you know. Uh, and 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 for me, I wouldn't be able to afford a domestic program. First of all, good luck finding a domestic programmer who is yeah. one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Um, yeah. But I, I can't. But this allows me to stay competitive. This allows me to have a business where it's me and some part time help. Where else are you going to find part time help? People want full time jobs, but. These guys are happy to take it, and as an agency, so it was great. It worked out well. Awesome. And, uh, did I do anything else? I don't know. You know what? It's like there's no camp, there's no school, there's no babysitters, there's no nothing. It's just like seven days a week of mm-hmm. like uh, running this this uh, you know being a parent here. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know if I signed up for it's this whole thing. It's a
1: lot for everybody. The the days and the weeks. There's no weekends anymore. There's just it's just time. Just time does flow, but not anywhere near the normal city it used to doesn't mm-hmm. I
0: don't I can't even I can't even differentiate today is Victoria Day in Canada it's a statutory holiday no different than any other day it's a long weekend yeah. but like what's different nothing
2: I went to I went to deliver the that walnut desk um, you know it's 40 minutes away or whatever I get off the highway and I'm driving to the down the secondary roads to the guy's house and there's like some church parking lot and there's SUVs lined up going through and there's all these kids waving out the moon roof at all these adults all standing 10 to 20 feet apart wearing masks waving back at them and they're holding balloons and they're just like oh yeah this is somebody's this birthday someone graduation birthday whatever graduation. something's going on you know and uh, yeah I, I think it was like a parochial school graduation so, yeah.
0: so fun that's <laughs> how we us. did my
2: son's birthday yeah this is us now you know yeah. It's insanity. Well, it's funny. It's
1: the, the 2020, the, the, think of all these kids that are graduating and that's going to be yeah. their big memories is not gra- graduating, but not graduating the, a, a unique graduation. Like, you know, it's, it's going to go down in history. My Sucks. daughter's doing that where they, you drive up in the car, you get out, you walk on the red carpet, somebody hands you a, a or you pick up your, your thing, your, your, your diploma off a table you put your hat on or whatever. You wave at people, then you walk to the other end. Your parents have driven up with the car, and that's how you get back in the car and you leave. Right? Mm. Sucks. So, yeah. It 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 does suck, but it is the bright side is you know it's it's a it's it's going to stand out in history. <laughs> <It's>,
0: you know <laughs> you know what my regular graduation stood out also. I I barely yeah, remember Yeah, but I mean mine. not the I, entire world. Yeah. yeah. I it,
2: high there's there's how many how many years of of graduating classes can have this experience. One, it is. It
0: is. Well, we it better that. be one, one, Tim. It better be one.
2: I mean, but if it's two, <laughs> if, but if it's two, it's different because the second year, they figured it all out. This year, nobody figured out right. anything. This is this. This will never happen again like this, because uh-huh. it'll be figured out from your mouth. Yeah, it's on. It's on tape. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean,
1: so I, I got this uh, coming Friday. I will be driving down to Palm Springs. Oh, um, nice. I'm dry. The dads bought a house down there, um, and they haven't come back <laughs> because uh, when they went down there, they got a condo down there, and uh, all the COVID happened, and neither one of them are in the best of health. So it's like, yeah, we're not coming back up to the Bay Area, we're gonna stay down here anyway. I got to drive down there. They have a little BMW Z3, I think, a little two seater oh, yeah. size. Yeah, yeah the so they there. need their BMW down there. So I'm going to go drive their BMW down to Palm Springs this, this weekend. But what should be normally a nine-hour drive is uh, apparently six now. Yeah.
0: yeah. What, what, what
2: traffic? Yeah, it's huh. crazy. Yeah. Um, right. How are you going to get back? 500
1: miles takes six hours. How are you going to get huh? back? How are you going to get back? They're Well, they're going to come back up because they got their, uh, their realtor has got to stage the house because they're selling their house in San Francisco. Perfect. So I'm going to drive that down there, and then they're going to bring me back up. Going to mask up, mask
2: director. up for the driver.
1: Well, we've been technically Casey and I haven't seen any humans besides ourselves. We don't got nothing. They haven't seen it. They don't got nothing. So I'm assuming that everybody's healthy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just that's if, how if I've you're seen careful, also. Like, if you're careful going to gas stations on your way, just be super, super careful.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I did that know? anyway. I mean, yeah. I, look, I I think the whole mask thing I, is it's it's. People are overreacting with it, thinking that it's actually protecting you, and it's not. It's, I'm going to wear a mask so you don't get my yeah. goobies on you. And I Correct. want you to wear a mask so I don't get your goobies on me. Correct. Right? Yes. Um, but I don't go crazy about it. There's people driving around. It's still, I laugh. I see them driving yeah. in their car by, by themselves, themselves wearing the yeah. mask. with the windows up. Like, the I mask.
2: Know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah. really? Are, I mean, I guess to me, it's uncomfortable. I don't like doing this for any longer than I have to, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. It's you. So. You walk into the you walk into the store. You pay the guy. You walk out. You pull it back down. Like, right.
1: You know that's yeah. And I have yeah. I have uh, I have sanitizer in my truck. So when I get done pumping gas, I wipe down my hands. I wipe down my door handle. You know. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm careful. I'm I'm even if it's a little bit overcautious, I'm careful, and that's why Casey and I are still healthy. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: we have a little we have a little assembly line we do when we go grocery shop. And I open the tailgate of the truck, and I get the sanitizer and the Lysol and everything, and I un- unpack everything out of one grocery bag, wipe everything down. It goes into a clean grocery bag, and then she <laughs> takes it in the house and unloads it. I mean, it's it's That's all hysterical. these things that
0: you do, right? We do that also, not with the yeah. extra bags, but like I'll bring it into, let's say, the stairs leading into the house, and one yeah. item gets Lysoled as it's brought into the house. <laughs> the the decompression chamber. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's hysterical. Well, yeah, we haven't gotten... Um, we haven't been getting crazy about that, really, because it's just, like, the surfaces... You know, obviously, we're washing our vegetables and stuff, but um,
1: yeah.
2: it just doesn't live on those surfaces that long. And <laughs> 72 hours. the
1: the... Re- the, the reports, I, but Phil, I've heard some say that it does not live on the services for more than a few minutes, and I've also heard some that say it's been three days, seven days. I mean, yeah. it's like... Yeah. Depends upon the service. So, it's, 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 so that's why, boxes. that's why we're
0: just like, we keep a little canister of, like, Lysol right now. We wipe everything down. What's yeah. what's the worst case? You know, you wiped everything down. That's the worst case for nothing, yeah. but... Yeah.
1: I just, I mean, with with Casey not having any income right now, although she did disqualify for unemployment... To the the, the California's giving her a hundred dollars a week, but she gets the six hundred extra from the government, so that's good. Yeah. But anyway, um, I can't afford to be sick, and I'm 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 more susceptible because I've only got one kidney and lung problems and all that. You know, yeah. all these other things, and I'm just getting older. I just don't want to be sick, man. I think that would just suck. Although mm-hmm. I have plenty of vacation time that I haven't been able to use built up, so in okay, case so I have to take a couple weeks off, what the heck?
0: Hey, jackpot! Who wouldn't want hey. that? No. Who we have to be a, super who careful with my vacation. Youngest. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, actually, yesterday was my wife and I's uh, 11th anniversary together. So we uh, <laughs> called it our COVID anniversary.
1: Oh, what happy did we do? Same. Th-
0: yeah. Happy yeah, anniversary! We- Thanks. We hung out in our driveway, waving at our neighbors all day. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny, <laughs> Bill. Let's keep the party rolling. Um, tell us what our topic is today.
1: Oh, uh, um, I think it's gunshots, trains, and sirens.
0: And and what the heck does that mean, Bill?
1: Well, I, I, the, the reason that came about, Phil, is uh, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about um, our environments, what specific things happen in our environments. And I've always lived in... 90% of my lifetime has been spent in areas... I don't ever remember not hearing gunshots at night, sirens at night, and train whistles at night, right? But that's my environment. So what, what is in our environments that's kind of specific to where we are that interacts with our making? Whether it be certain materials that we can get, uh, places you can go, climate, all that kinds of stuff. And I just thought that would be fun to talk about. So, go.
0: Um, well, I'm in... Uh I mean, eastern Canada or, I mean, Quebec, uh, northeastern U.S. is the closest American part to me. So just, just to help any Americans situate themselves as far as where I'm at. Um, so I don't know. I guess I'm the same as the northeast, uh, same kind of stuff as Tim, although Tim probably has access to better trees than I do. Um I don't know, the yeah. things that I've made have always been have been mostly out of necessity. Like the things that I, I make like for example, I, I talked about this little um you know, this teleprompter. So what do I make? I make the things that are useful to me that, that are gonna mm-hmm. help me do something else. Um it's very, very rare that I'll make something just for fun, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's very pretty rare that I make something just for fun, <laughs> just for the heck of it. It's mostly to serve function, cabinets, closets um, uh, shop furniture, all that stuff.
1: Well, what what materials do you find that you like? What do what do you use mostly? And as reclaimers, we're going to have a lot in common here. Pallets, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But I mean, um, what what other kinds of materials? Like, what kind of woods do you have? Like, for instance, Tim has access to um, um, beech nut or beech wood or whatever it's called, and I have uh, redwood here in yeah, California.
0: T- I mean, maple is like. Okay. bountiful here. I mean, it's like crazy bountiful mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, like, so, but the thing is, is I'm picking out garbage, right? And I'm, so whatever right. is in the garbage for the most part. And what, what I have, I had that, uh, oh, I had this nice desk. I had a couple of nice desks over the last couple of years with some nice hardwood. One was, wasn't butter, was pecan. I had pecan. Wow. Pecan was one desk and it was 75 years old. And I still have little scraps of it. And it just smells incredible when you cut into it. And 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 I had that What you mean by that
1: that is you found an old desk that you were able to strip down for the material for the wood.
0: Yeah, well, I had a buddy of mine, actually. And he said to me, he says, I have this old desk. It's actually a funny story. I have this old desk in my parents' cottage. You know, do you want it? I was like, heck, yeah, I want it. So uh, we met up. And this was back when you were allowed to do that. Uh, We met up and, and he gave me the desk. And uh, and then he, he he asked me about the desk maybe a week or two later. He thought that I was going to, like, I don't know, sand it down and resurface it or whatever, restain it and give it to one of my kids. Little did he know, <laughs> I took the <laughs> whole thing apart and used it for materials to make other things, than, like things that I sold and whatever. And, like, you could tell that there was some, like, disappointment in his voice. He's like, oh, Oh. <laughs> this has no sentimental value to you. Like this, if you, this thing was, if
2: you cared, you wouldn't have thrown it away in the first place.
0: Exactly. You've got kids too, you jerk. Um, but anyway, so that was that was uh, anyway. Still one of my closest friends. It was still a very funny story. But um, and then a block over for me, I found that famous, you know, desk that was basically three giant sheets of laminated maple, and it was. Uh, I still have quite a bit of it. Not quite a bit of it, but I still have some of it and I use it every every so often on, on projects and stuff but uh, that's pretty much it I mean like my making is not so much that I need that much material
2: well you know the, um, when we kind of came up with the topic it was sort of about uh, almost like east coast west coast and like location that we yeah. were kind of in the pre-show we were talking like oh you get redwood and I don't but I think that what's sort of being uncovered here is that maybe to go with our theme about you know trains and stuff maybe If you lived on the other side of the train tracks, you'd be dealing more with particle board and Ikea furniture, but because of the side of the train tracks you live on, the stuff that people are putting on their curb is actual real hardwood and and worth picking through.
0: Yeah, right. That's super rare. The the garbage I see all the time is nothing but particle board. Hardwood is so rare to find. I will screech to the side of the road with three three kids strapped to their car seats. (whistles) I'll pull over for hardwood. Most of the time, it's just... What is that? Yeah, it's chipboard. What, yeah. what is that? That's yeah. nah, good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's never. It's such yeah. a rarity to find. You you've good. really
1: got to go. I don't care where you live. You have to go up into those neighborhoods because yeah. I don't think any of the three of us. While we're not living on the streets, you know, we're not. We don't look like paupers. We ain't wealthy, and we don't no. live in wealthy neighborhoods, and we don't get those. You know, you nice know where?
0: I'll tell you where the best place is, and I got this tip from Matthias. Not personally, he did it in a video. Uh, you know those townhouse complexes. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you guys have those? Oh, uh, they're just like oh, yeah. yeah. So like it's just like row houses, right? And and so you go and like their garbage is like one central area. Yeah. so you could literally just pull into that and you're getting like a whole communities worth of garbage for you to look through and see what they have there and the furniture they're not going to throw College into the dumpster too, because yes. too because
1: ta- not only do they have the townhouses but they're all student housing so people but are moving in and out constantly. but that's
2: all garbage though that's all just yeah. but Some not always IKEA. because
1: a lot of times like in, in Berkeley when we lived in Berkeley I would, I would go hunt and scavenge a little bit and you get these kids that are coming from money and their parents are giving them, them their old stuff to, to mm-hmm. move in with it's not always that they just get ikea furniture to start yeah. with a lot sure. of it is but sometimes you will find some like you know this kid doesn't want mom's old vanity that you know that's made out of some nice hardwood anymore now that i'm graduated from college so it's out on a the curb then again well, you're right there's a lot of yeah when i was that age
2: uh, you know that it was you know pre-ikea and um for the most part and uh, you know we shopped at goodwill and a lot of we'd be picking up dated mm-hmm. stuff from the 60s and 70s that was just dated but it was all solid wood i mean 5 dollar bureaus all day that were solid oh, maple yeah. and i th- i put those Crazy. on the curb back then i didn't know you know what i mean but now yeah, yeah but so i mean people are still shopping that way i guess but even the thrift stores are starting to be more just full of particle board
0: they yeah. definitely are because i've yeah. seen it in there and i'm like why are you even what even why you even, why are you even bothering what? trying to resell this who's going to buy this
1: The whole now maybe again this is environmental right because I again I live in a very uh, bohemianish area right so there's a there's a retro thing that people love so they love collecting these old sixties seventies even eighties old ugly furniture but it's still retro furniture it's and it's Mm. back then they were still wood it wasn't it wasn't caca you know
0: Mm. so I gotta think that particle board I mean can you not just like run that particle board right back in through the wood chipper or whatever and turn it back into pulp and then re glue it and press it?
1: I don't I don't know if I, I think my my theory is is that it's there's not enough other than you being environmentally friendly, there's not enough in it to do that,
0: right? Meaning like like it's not Meaning worth like it. To do you've
1: it. already got you've already got such an excess of sawdust and garbage that you're able to take to make that stuff, you don't need to recycle it again. Right. right. There's no money yeah. in it. Right. It's, right. So it's still cheaper to do it again. All the excess. Yeah. That, yeah. They've got so much excess of where they make that stuff that they they don't need anymore.
0: Right. You know? Okay. They're saturated. Yeah. I'd just be curious to know if that process is even possible.
1: The only thing it wouldn't. I, would I don't know, but the only thing I would say it wouldn't be is if they use like formaldehyde and stuff in it, and, right. and for some reason that would make it to where you can't do it again. I don't know.
2: I think it's just epoxy resin. And I imagine that the, the machinery would probably get gummed up with whatever it is, which would be another thing that would slow the process down. I don't see any reason why
0: it couldn't be done, but just to do it in a way that makes sense financially. Do you think it really is epoxy resin? Because that stuff just comes apart so fast, and I wouldn't think that it would happen with epoxy.
1: I think because Feel like it's, of, cheaper. it's it's regulated so much is that they don't use a lot. They just use just enough to get it to hold together. Yeah. So uh-huh. that's why if it gets wet, it falls
0: apart, right? I think it's
2: like, you know, when so, you, you get the popcorn at the movie theater, they put one squirt of butter and then they coat every <laughs>
0: piece of... You know, it's like that. <laughs> why does it always come back to popcorn with you?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So, I mean, what about you, Tim? I mean, like, we know that you have... You know, a lot of these. I mean, I'll let you tell your story, but I love hearing about all these old barns that come down with like two hundred year old wood of species that don't exist anymore.
2: Right, that's something that n- neither of mm-hmm. you really have where you live, like out in California. Everything's just newer, and and so, for somewhat, for the most part, Montreal as well. I assume. I mean, I know like Quebec is like a very old city, but it's everything's like stone and like I don't think Montreal's have a-
0: older than is Quebec older. Montreal's three hundred and fifty years old.
2: But do you have a part
0: of town that's three hundred that has three hundred fifty year old buildings? Yeah, just not like you're not going to – like Hartford is not uh, is not going to have these barns, right? But, no, but we have the suburbs, so, we have the sprawl. Yeah, so weird. the outskirts you, you are for sure so going to have so much of it. It's yeah. not
1: that we don't have it here; it's just that what's out here is either it's either preserved as a you know a historical thing, or you're going to pay so much money for it that again that kind of material goes to the wealthy people. We're never going to see it, hmm. right? Yeah, I mean
0: we you know but like we, for us like. There, we didn't have chestnut, right? This is this is a you have Vinyl, more of a yeah. temperate forest. We have more of a, I think it's boreal boreal, boreal forest. Yeah, with a pine. Right? And so maple. it's pine and maple and yeah. and you know elm. Although all the elms gone, you know ash ash is gone, all that stuff. Almost, yeah,
2: um, yeah. We I mean we get a little more of the we have basically the same trees. We have some walnut and and uh, you know a few other species down here as well. But um, yeah, the. You, 300 years ago there were people living in where I live now like there's there are houses two houses down from me that house is about 150 years old my house is built in the 60s like they're just scattered so what would happen is that someone would come here and they would build this big house and they'd have like 100 acres of land and then over the decades and centuries like that land just got divvied out into subdivisions and and, you know smaller farms and business parks or whatever but there's always like for every like 50 houses like around there's like a, there's that one house and, and I, I teach my son that too when we go driving down the street he's very into houses right now too and I'll be like I'm like that's I'll point out like, that's the original house like that that house you to you can just see it that house used to have all this land and then they didn't want to work anymore. So they sold it and they built all these houses, you know, about 50 years ago. And now they don't work. Like now they're rich. Like, <laughs> it,
1: there's actually one of those houses uh, across the street from the airport. And it's, it's, it's an old Victorian. It's beautiful. It's got a big lot, you know, like a 10,000 square foot lot, which is not that big. But it's in the middle of all of this other, in, you know, this one large boulevard. And then there's track homes on all over. And, you know, it's like because Hayward used to be all orchards. Yeah, mm. It was just all orchards 150 years ago, 200 years, whatever. But yeah, you see this beautiful old Victorian house and it's like, oh
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the plantation yeah. house. Yeah, probably. basically.
2: Yeah. Well, my my house oh. is on an orchard. It was an orchard. Um, the, I still have a couple, I have a real old apple tree in my yard that's probably going to come down this year. It's finally, you know, kind of going. But uh, so like almost every house around here has at least one fruit tree left that was kind of left there or planted there as sort of an, an homage to it. But about a mile from me there's still a big uh tree farm um and it's sort of just cut away and and then they have like their main house is like new but then there's all these like older houses that they just kind of like just sort are of letting rot to the ground like all scritter and, but and those are the ones where like guys like my friend joe or whatever we go in and they when they're worth saving you know go in and save this stuff so there's a plethora of it of course there's value to it but the value is in the work to get it uh, for the most part So there's been There's been a few occasions And you know Where I've had opportunities To just go and take it myself And pull mm. a side off a barn You know I mean It's like Yeah or, or someone's already got it It's already fallen down It's just Just pick it up and take it Decks and barns and and, you know, it's it's there. It's um it's very labor-intensive, though, which is where the value comes in, because if it's been sitting in the ground, well, if it's sitting as a building for 100-something years and it's sitting on the ground for 30 years, then you got to deal with all that, and you're losing saw blades, and you're losing, you know, nails are hitting your planer, and, you know, the nail is the same color as the wood at this point. You can't tell where one begins and the other ends, and, you know. Yeah, they can it's, and then magic there's, wands. Yeah, and there's all the paint on one side. you got to brush off, you know, the wire brush and,
0: you know. So. I think also the difference though obviously is that you do this for a living and that you're equipped to do it, right? Pick up trucks and the contacts to do it and if you had to drive forty five minutes up to get it, it's part of your business, right? It's something that makes sense to do. Like I don't I don't have room in my SUV for a truckload of of, of random wood that I go and I drive forty five minutes west to go get. You know, it just doesn't really make sense. So that's also a difference between us not just our geography, but just sort of our you know, uh, well, the it, makeup and composition of who we are and what we do
2: right and be- because of what I do is it, well you know when, uh, that's why I have so much space in that barn and I you know and I why I'm there and I put up with the things I put up with is because I know I have a couple thousand square feet in my loft where if that opportunity comes up like when I got that Kumaru deck you know to yeah. get a thousand square feet of like you know Brazilian hardwood for free I can get it right. and I can take it and I can put it somewhere right. and um yeah and so it's I huge. Just, Yeah, I mean it is, and so you know nowadays I'm not looking for those big scores as much. But when they come up, I know I'm equipped. You know, I'm still trying to. That's the funny
0: thing. If someone said to me, "Do you want a thousand square feet or a thousand feet of Brazilian hardware, I'd be like, "Yeah," and then I'd go, "Where are you going to put that?" Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where's that going?
2: Yeah, it's going to go in the dirt, you know, in the backyard and and rot away. You know what I mean? Like that's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I'll put it in the living room.
1: I'm still weeding out all the uh, the stuff that I've collected. You know, I've been in this house almost 10 years now and it's a rental house, it's not mine, but I I it was, you know, I went from living in a in a studio basement apartment to Casey and I had a small one bedroom apartment, then we got this three bedroom, two bath house with a front and a backyard and I'm I'm like I was in heaven. Fill up. Like, I don't care what it was. I grabbed it and I stored it and I I made a bunch of things. I made a a lot but now in the last few years I've been slowly just trying like God, I still got that? Or I'll open up a cabinet. And I'm like, Oh, ah, I don't wanna get rid of all these old rusty wrenches. I could make a something, you know, look at all yeah. the doorknobs and handles I can make out of these things. That would be cool. But it's just like at what point do you I just it's gotta go. It's gotta go. And especially as I'm looking now towards where we might be moving, you know, not soon, but I mean in the next year or two years, three years, whatever. It's like there's a lot of the stuff I can't take, you know, a lot of it.
2: Right here, here, we have, you know, the the flea market is very popular, and it's basically like trays of things that people had big plans for that they never did anything with, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. and then someone came and cleaned out their house and put it down on the lawn, and they sell it off a blanket for guys like me who have big dreams buy it and we put it in our, <laughs> and the cycle wow. continues.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like recycling. I don't know. It's just ambition. Lost ambition. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I might have to have see if I can't just say you know what I'll do a weekend where makers from all over the world come to Lutz Casa Lutz and with the intention of taking some garbage you know every, and see, and see who may want to show up and do that
2: every time someone comes to my shop I make sure they leave with garbage
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a host some hey, people give coffee some people give wine yeah. Tim gives garbage <laughs>
2: All right. I think we're going to start running long here. Um, anybody want, have anything to add to this?
0: Uh, nah. Um, yeah. Let's see here. iTunes review review. I think we got Uh-oh. one. Here. Did yep, we get one? So. Yep. Yeah, there's one. There's one.
1: Well, I, I I don't have it pulled up, but I will yeah. if you want me to. Um, well, I
0: think Tim hasn't read one in a while. I got it. Uh, I'm
2: submitting a review in order to stop Lutz's whining. Uh, with five stars (laughs) by two versus three. So, hear this podcast listeners. This show is the real deal. This amalgam of West Coast bear, (laughs) East Coast tree hugger, and Canadian youngster, whoa, have inexplicably kept us riveted, mostly, for nearly half a decade on their crusade to add something of value to a community of reclaiming makers. Yes, there are antics inside jokes that only you can tell during a pandemic. Wait, I get it? The only kind, yeah. The only kind you can tell during a pandemic. Oh, I get it, yeah. Because <laughs> you can't tell. Um, the occasional stalking, but mostly solid discussions of themes that interest us. Electronically walking uh, this journey with them will encourage each of us to explore, experience, and share the skills that makes for a better life and better planet. Keep listening, keep supporting, and for heaven's sake, give some reviews. Keep lutes from whining. Enough already. Oh, it's Pop Pop again.
1: Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank so you, good so review. The power, Thank you. The power of passive
0: aggressiveness. That's right. Yeah. I think I think Karen would be very proud of you tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm. 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 Well, I'm reaping the reward of my guilt trips.
0: That's right. That's right. Actually, I don't know if she'd be proud of you, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I. I have Let's. Oh, weekly tip segment hey don't jump the gun on me here I have to say it like that like the, with the faux enthusiasm okay go Yeah. Oh,
2: alright
0: um, my
2: tip is today I was putting in uh, my new uh, seatbelt in my truck and um, I had the there's this bracket like this big heavy steel bracket that um, Mill you know gave to me to and, and so because the whole truck's aluminum and there isn't like the there isn't really was is it a B pillar the one that's behind you is the B pillar there isn't really like a, a normal B-pillar in the truck, and so you put this bracket on this way, you can kind of screw it to the stronger part of the truck and then put the seatbelt on the weaker part, you know what I mean, big steel thing. But so, long story short, um, I had to get bolts into the truck and then bolt them in by where the door slides into the pocket, it's this tight little area, and I couldn't get my hand in there to hold the nut in place to, to screw the bolt into. Um, and so I was like, well, I guess I could take the door off of, you know, pull the door out of the truck to do this and I'd be able to fit my hands in and then I was trying to do it with the crescent wrench and get it in there But I kept dropping the, the nut, you know, or the or the yeah, the nut um, And so then I just very simply I put the The nut inside the crescent wrench and put a piece of masking tape over it uh, On the one side of it and then I was able to just put it in there and Crank it up no problem and then
0: just Pull the wrench off. The tape That's came with genius it. I was yeah, thinking I, a I drop of a CA glue, but that's smart, too.
2: Uh, I, well, I, 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 I was going to weld
1: the nut to the crescent wrench and just leave the crescent wrench there. <laughs> <down.
2: laughs> that was actually my first thought. Because that's my first thought was I just put a tack bead of, of weld. And I was like, okay, well, before I – and then I'd snap it, right? And then I was like, well, before I do that, let me just see if the masking tape works. And it worked, it worked flawlessly. And that way I was able to – because I couldn't even see if I was lining it up on the hole right. So I was able to slide the crescent wrench in, and I could look through the hole I had drilled and see when it was lined up and then put the bolt in. And uh, and twisted it. It, it worked flawlessly. <laughs> and I went, so then I got done
0: with the mask tape. Yeah.
2: What's it? Uh, But uh, so I got done doing that, and I was like, oh, this is great. And I go to close the door, and boom, I can't close the door because the bolt is too long and it catches the back of the door that sticks <laughs> out further. So I went in again, and I undid it. I pulled the bolt out. I cut the bolt shorter, and did it again, and put it back together,
1: and it worked flawlessly the second time too. Amazing. So couldn't you turn the bolt the other way to where the excess of the bolts goes in and not out? Well, that was what I was trying to do at
2: first, but it wasn't. Well, now that I cut the bolt, I probably could. <laughs> the, the, the bolt was too long; I couldn't angle it in.
0: Because <laughs> that I was my you. first all thought right, was right. to do that, but How it looks better this way. Do they do this, this way, in the anyways. factory?
2: <laughs> I know, right? How do they? <laughs> well, they don't. They, you know, but um, but yeah, so it, let me it, ask you this. it looks better. Having was head this going
1: all out. before you put the seat in?
2: Uh, well, the seat comes out real easy. Um, it's like. But it's, I'm saying,
1: did you put the new seat in and then put the seatbelt on?
2: Yeah, to make sure it was all lined up right, I had the seat in. But it, it, I could have taken the seat out. Well, it actually attaches to the seat, part of it. But I could have done that part, like the the, the waist clip and then the spool are on the seat, and then just the shoulder points on the wall. So, but the seat there's yeah. like a it just folds forward real easy, and then you can also you can just well now I would have to undo the seat. So where was the lack of there. room that you had? It's between the the there's like a sliding door like um. You know, okay. like the, what are they called? In the what? back,
1: right, like a delivery truck, Well, no, 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 truck, no. Right.
2: well, on the side, yeah, they slide in, and so it's it was kind of in that pocket there. There's, like, the exterior wall, there's a door, and then there's the interior wall in between them. You know, the door's in between these two okay. walls, and so you have to get your hand in that pocket there to sort of bolt to it, because that's, that's the stronger part of the structure. The back plate that separates me from the, the storage area is, if you just had the seatbelt no, on that, just, it's in aluminum, it would just crumple, it would just go with you, you know what I mean? So... Hmm. You have to get... So I've got four bolts and a two into the back wall and two into the side wall.
1: Yeah, back in my day, we didn't worry about none of them sissy belts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> How's that working out for you boys? Good? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, long story short, masking tape on the crescent wrench is what we're saying. Yes. yes. Masking tape. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. Um, there was a thing we want... Oh, yes. What grabbed your attention this week? Um, Bill, you go first this time.
1: Well, you kind of you kind of gave it away a little bit at the beginning of the, the podcast, but uh, our buddy Pete, Lakeside Woodcrafter, made his first mm. ever video and... I think we've, we've tried to give Pete some pointers at one point. It's like, hey, man, you can do it, buckaroo, blah, blah. He made, like, the most amazing first video I've ever seen for someone yeah. making a video. I mean, it's like yeah. full stop motion, Paul Jackman meets uh, what's-his-name, and then they just had a baby and Pete made a video or something. Yeah, not fair. Yeah, it's really not fair, but it was an excellent video. So check out Lakeside Woodcrafter. And another thing caught my attention, uh, it made me feel good about being a maker and living in the maker community. Um, I I said I I shared that video uh, from a memory of three years ago when all the makers... Uh, Justin Sparks, uh, Jesse Weta, the Schaefer Myers, Laura Kampf, Izzy, April Wilkinson, her husband, Andy Berkey, Father Thomas Bailey, Sean Farbolim, Daniel from Switzerland. All these people were at my house. It was awesome. And Jeff Shaw was also at my house. And um, Jeff messaged me earlier and he made this comment like, you know, Bill, that was really that trip is what really got me into making and quitting my IT job and becoming a maker and doing all of these things and look at me now and I remember you telling me just because I was nervous about making videos and you told me just make crappy videos until they're not crappy anymore and, and I've tried to do that and now look at me I'm doing a collab with Graz, John Graziano and I work for the Total Boat uh, thing I mean, so anyway he's living his dream basically thanks in part me and I just that made me feel really good and I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit I'm not that's what he made me feel like it's like thank you for setting me on the path to doing this thing I'm like oh I love you so much so anyway that really caught my attention nice that's terrific yeah just Jeff, yeah. Jeff's a good dude yeah yeah uh, we love Jeff we
0: do every day when I'm in the shop I wear my Jeff apron so
1: um Uh, Jeff, uh, because I know you're listening, because he's been a long-time supporter, and uh, I know that you're listening, and now that you're working with Graziano, and because Tim, who sees him all the time, I'm sure doesn't bother doing this. Jeff, I would like you to ask Graz, just because you've got your own podcast now, Graz, why don't you listen to Reclaimed Audio? Why don't you leave us a review? Why aren't you supporting us? Just ask him those three things. Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) all right hey tim yeah
2: what grabbed your attention i wanted to say how much i I love uh, john graziano's videos and i just yeah that's what i was thinking (laughs) (laughs) that's that's mine graz graz makes great guy okay yeah
0: (laughs) um what was i oh um i don't know i've been watching a lot of um videos recently uh, just been exhausted but I did um, I'd like to keep up with what Laura Komf is doing with her uh, horse box camper video thing um, she's doing some really really cool stuff and she always sort of pushes the boundaries of what you think is possible with certain things like I've I've never seen anyone puncture a spray paint bottle to drain out the spray paint to then use that paint with the roller so that I thought was super interesting um, obviously I took away way more than that but we're four videos in that was just an example of something that like who thinks of these things well she thinks I've, of these
2: things i've thought of that but never had the guts to try it
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was I ice pick to it sp- yeah. i have
1: punctured spray paint cans but usually it's with a gun and they just go flying in the air spraying paint everywhere
0: well that's funny as heck and i would definitely do that but uh, i have this was i have cans that like they, they don't work hand. anymore and I
2: know there's paint in them, and I, I can't throw them out. I try another cap sometimes. I'm like, "Oh, let's see if it works with this cap." It still doesn't work. And so I, just, like, I can't. I know there's paint in there. It drives me nuts.
0: I'm, I'm surprised like, you haven't tried to figure out a way to weld a valve onto the bottom to refill it with compressed air. <laughs> think about it. It's got to be possible. Anyway, it's possible. Um so that's it our websites williamlutz.com timsway.net newperspectivesmusic.com contact us for show topics suggestions feedback all that good stuff we must hear from you guys info reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on twitter at reclaimed audio itunes reviews any five-star review will be read aloud on the show and patreon.com slash reclaimed audio The best way to help support the show. And also, for as little as $1 per episode, you get access to the pre-show where, oh my God, words cannot express how awesome the pre-show is. So you'll just have to spend your minimum $1 and find out. That being said, have a great weekend, guys. Or week? Weekend? What's the difference? Goodbye.
2: Yeah. Who
1: cares? (laughs) Bye, everybody. Be good. And this time, I'm going to say yes. Do be good.